The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus came to Nazareth and spoke to the people in the synagogue. And he said, Truly I tell you, no prophet is accepted in the prophet's hometown. But the truth is, there were many widows in Israel in the time of Elijah, when the heaven was shut up three years and six months, and there was a severe famine over all the land. Yet Elijah was sent to none of them, except to a widow at Zarephath in Sidon. There were also many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elisha, and none of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. When they heard this, all in the synagogue were filled with rage. They got up, drove him out of town, and led him to the brow of the hill on which their town was built, so that they might hurl him off the cliff. But Jesus passed through the midst of them and went on his way. The Gospel of the Lord. As we enter this third week of Lent, the theme of our reading shifts rather dramatically. The first few weeks, the theme was on repentance through prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Now, with the beginning of yesterday's gospel from John chapter 4, the woman at the well, and now the reading about Naaman, the Syrian who is cleansed of leprosy by washing in water, we have this change of theme at baptism. And that's important because baptism is that sacrament that the catechumens will receive at the Easter Vigil. And so we are shifting now into specifically preparing our catechumens, but all of us as well, because baptism is an ongoing sacrament that's very alive and well in our soul. Well, we begin with the first reading from 2 Kings, and we have this great story of Naaman, who was a general in the army of Aram, and he is afflicted by leprosy, but there is a servant girl who they had captured from Israel, and she knows the power of God, and she knows the power that the prophet has, Elisha, and so she tells the wife of Naaman about this, and Naaman now wants to go all the way to the land of Israel. He gets the king's permission, and he brings a huge amount of wealth, thinking he can buy God's favor. When he gets to the house of Elisha, he's shocked because Elisha knows wealth cannot do anything. Rather, humility will bring healing. And so he doesn't even go out to meet Naaman, rather sends his servant and just says, go and wash in the Jordan seven times, you'll be healed. And of course, Naaman is outraged through his pride. He's a great general. He thinks at the very least, this prophet can come out and pray with me. He's about to reject the whole thing, but his servants prevail upon him. He then decides, yes, I will submit. He goes down to the Jordan, and he does that simple procedure, and he's healed. Now, what's interesting about that first reading is that it's very simple. Just cleanse in the puny waters of the Jordan. You will be healed of this great affliction. All the sacraments work that way. They use very simple substances. Baptism is just with water and a bit of oil, Eucharist with uh, wine and some bread, and so on. What's important is faith. 
And that's what Naaman eventually had. He had faith to go down and actually obey the prophet. We're called to have faith, living faith. And I think that's where the church is struggling because we know the percentages, upwards to 70% of baptized Catholics don't believe in the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist. They don't have that faith. It's just too simple. Same with baptism, too simple. A few prayers and washing with water, or at least pouring on the forehead three times. All of our sins are forgiven. Original, actual, plus the punishment due for all of our previous sins, plus the Holy Spirit comes to dwell within us. We're made children of God. We're incorporated into the church. It can't be that simple. And yet that's how God operates. Well, Jesus struggled with this as well in his own time. And we see that in the gospel, in Luke chapter 4, he's beginning his ministry. He preaches his first sermon in the synagogue at Nazareth. And he tells the people, because he's interpreting the reading from Isaiah, and he's saying, I am that fulfillment of the prophecy that Isaiah was speaking about. I will bring this great new jubilee, that is, healing the blind and the sick and preaching the good news to the poor. And the people begin to doubt, who is this? How can he say that? He, we know this man. He's a simple carpenter. And their faith is failing them. And that we pick up in today's gospel, the latter part of that story where Jesus then says, well, there was in the Old Testament many widows in Israel at the time of Elijah when there was a great famine. Yet Elijah was sent to none of them except to the widow at Zarephath in Sidon. And Sidon is a pagan territory. It's not Israel. We know that story where Elijah encounters this poor woman with her son. She's got just a bit of flour and oil. She's going to cook the last meal and then die with her son. And Elijah says, well, give me a little piece of that meal. She has to have faith to do that, and she does. She shares the little bit that she has, and she's able to eat and stay alive with her son three and a half years, just because she believed. And then Jesus tells the story of our first reading. So for us today, faith is the key. Of course, we're here, so we have faith. But we need to really pray for our brothers and sisters who are struggling in that area. Because without faith, nothing happens. Especially the faith of those catechumens who are just being prepared to enter into this great sacramental economy that the church offers. And even though the sacraments operate in that famous way, ex opere operato, in view of the sacraments, the grace is there present, yet our own subjective faith really does affect the efficacy in our own personal lives of that grace. Let's pray for our catechumens. Let's pray for those who are leaving the church in droves because they don't really believe in the power of God, how he operates through the church in these very simple ways, these seven sacraments, which change the world. Faith is what's lacking. Let's pray for our brothers and sisters.